Hello and welcome to the Camping Crew Podcast with Chris and Aaron. Hi everybody, welcome to episode 60 of the Camping Crew Podcast with yours truly. I'm Aaron Birchall. And I'm Chris Byrne. Can I remind you, it's meant to be a fun podcast. We're just enthusiasts and what we discuss on the podcast are just our own personal views, but we do look into a couple of the topics that you guys ask us to look into. We always start off with either follow-ups or shout-outs or good news. So let's start off with some news. What have we got, Chris? Yeah, uh, David Fox was in touch with us uh, recently asking about CVRT updates. So I did a, a little bit of research there and commercial vehicle testing will resume from Monday the 18th of May. So that's Monday just gone as we're recording this. This will be subject to detailed measures being put in place by each individual CVRT test centre operator to mitigate the spread of COVID-19. So if you um, if if you go to any of the CVRT pages, you should be able to to book in your test now. Um, there is an extension to the CVRT tests, by the way, and if you go to cvrt.ie, you can um, read about that. It should be in the news section there. But the key point from that says that any vehicle with a valid certificate of roadworthiness, CRW, on the 28th of March 2020, i.e. where the test is due on or after the 28th of March, will have its test date pushed forward by three months. Any commercial vehicle with a first test due date falling under the period beginning on 28th of March, ending on the 30th of June, will have its test date pushed forward by three months. Now, that notification was prior to the test centres being reopened. However, I called our local test centre there on Monday to get my own uh, van booked in because it's due its test this month. And um, the lady that was taking the bookings um, mentioned that they're still a little bit uncertain as to the order they have to do the vans, but they're prioritising the motorhomes and commercial vehicles, obviously, that have um, uh, their due date is, is going back a, a month or two where they mm. were unable to do it because of the lockdown. So they're trying to prioritise those first. So I said I'd give her a call next week to just get it booked in, at least just to have a date kind of in the diary to, to, to get it done. But um, they're certainly um, starting to, to, to kick back in, I'd imagine, but wait for a little more clarification. I'd say it's going to take a while to to catch up as well. But the fact that you've got a three-month extension is is something. I had actually just got mine done in February, just before the lockdown. But I know one of our cars is due, but uh, they haven't said anything on the website about uh, the car NCTs yet. So just keep an eye on it. But as you say, go onto the cvrt.ie website and just look under the heading of COVID-19 and you'll find all the details that you need and how to book your date. But definitely, I think you're doing the right thing. Get it in because... There could be a guard out there who hasn't been informed and he'll see that you're driving with your NCT or your DOE out of date and they can just make life awkward for you. So definitely if you're overdue or due, book it as soon as you can. Yeah, at least if it's booked in, you can you can show your sincerity. Look, it's it's beyond your control, um, but you, you've got a date and have your email or your piece of paper confirming that as well, just to, to back that up. Uh, I'm sure um, if you stopped, you know, you've shown kind of all reasonable efforts to get it done. Yeah. So again, just log on to the website for further details. And if we hear anything, uh, we'll keep you informed on future podcasts. What about our follow-ups and shout-outs? We've got a couple of emails and tweets this week. Yes, yeah. 
Adrian emailed us on Monday with a request for stickers. He said, hi, guys, I really enjoy your podcast. I'm nearing the end of a self build and you keep me company while I'm working away. I'd like um, some of the stickers, please, if you don't mind. I'm just wondering how to go about it. So uh, Adrian probably should have his stickers already at this stage. So if you have Adrian, you might send us on some pictures. Yeah, we'd love to see it. Actually, I tweeted a photograph of some Charlie and me merchandise that we're putting together. And if you remember, was it? Or Dara, that Dara, Darren Gallagher that won the T-shirt and the polo shirt and he had our stickers. He actually retweeted a photograph of him wearing the Charlie and me polo shirt standing beside the camping crew sticker on his van. And he said, all dressed up and nowhere to go. So we do love, if you do have the stickers, we do love to get uh, photographs of your caravan, your car, your van or your motorhome with the stickers. We'd love to do it. So uh, Adrian, if you're listening in. Get them on the van, get a photograph and get them out to us. And Tony was on to you as well during the week. Yeah, Tony sent us an email. He said, hi, Chris and Aaron are really enjoying the podcast and always good to get some very useful advice and tips. Looking forward to the 20th of July to get back on the road, as we all are, Tony. He said, could you please send us on some stickers? Um, I would be proud to display them on my camper. Keep up the fantastic podcasts. Yeah, and again, no doubt they're gone in the post as well. If you want some of our stickers that are free, we'll give you the contact details at the end of the podcast. And again, if you could email us when you hear the contact details, we'd love to see photographs of your van. Now, we received an email during the week from Michael Hickey about caravan weights. So we did a little research, but here's what he said in the email. He said, hi, guys. Just recently discovered the podcast and I find it excellent. Thank you very much. I have two young kids and we've done a small amount of camping trips uh, out in our tent, which had included a recent one in the back garden. Anyway, we are loving it so much. We are currently saving to buy a secondhand caravan. I've done endless research on YouTube and other videos educating myself on all there is to learn about buying a caravan. One thing I can't find an answer to and maybe you can help me is... I have a 1.7 diesel Hyundai Tucson and it can tow up to 1,400 kilograms. If I see a caravan I like of an empty weight of 1,200 kilograms and a loaded weight of 1,450 kilograms, can I buy and tow this legally? If I restrict myself to not allowing to pack it to its full weight, just keep it to 1,400 kilograms. Thanks in advance. Keep up the good show. And I'm looking forward to going back and listening to the old podcasts, hoping there's something in there about buying secondhand caravans. All the best, Michael. Uh, I think we have covered this, haven't we? We definitely have covered the towing under the licensing because all the licenses are different. So I did a little bit of research. What I will say to you is, Michael, log on to rsa.ie and look into vehicle weights. But what they will tell you is you are permitted to tow. Now, this is on a standard B license. You can tow a trailer that has a maximum authorized mass, MAM, of up to 750 kilograms. If the trailer exceeds this weight, the maximum combined weight of the vehicle and trailer must not exceed 13,000, sorry, 3,500 kilograms. This, otherwise, if you go over that, you've got to go and change your license and do a, a course on towing and stuff like that. So log on to rsa.ie. It's a minefield when it comes to towing. So many people are towing illegally. And of course, it's not until you have an accident that your insurance will say, oh, no, you shouldn't have been towing that. So rsa.ie and look up. Just key in on the search. What license do I need to tow? And it will. Now, from reading your email, I reckon if you buy under and stay under, like if you buy the 1200 kg, you should be okay. Your car, your 1.7 will tow that, no problem. 
but it's a minefield if you don't have the license rsa.ie yeah and i think you mentioned something there briefly about you know having to do a course and that it's probably no harm to to do that course anyway Aaron. if you have um a trailer and you've never driven with a trailer before because it'll show you use really useful tips and tricks and all the little safe uh, safety tips for that. So if there's an opportunity to do something like that, I would suggest you do it. Um, so uh, Michael also said in his mail that, um, you know, listening back to the episodes where we covered buying a secondhand caravan, what I would say to that is, for the most part, any advice we've given regarding motorhomes probably applies, as I said, for the most mm. part to caravans yeah. as well, in terms of checking for damp, checking the water, yeah. all of that, like, you know, We've recently done a Charlie and Me video about buying a secondhand caravan and I are buying a secondhand motorhome. So if you check out Charlie and Me, our camping vlog on YouTube, Michael, it's only up there about two or three weeks. And it's the same points for a motorhome, campervan and caravan, generally the same points. But going back to the subject of learning to tow, I remember when I was learning to be a truck driver and I, I, I was getting my license for towing 40 foot trailers. The, the tester, the guy that was teaching us said, the best thing you can do is go home and reverse a small garden trailer or a little small trailer that maybe, my dad actually had a trailer because we did a lot of home projects and building. And he said, if you learn to reverse something small, something big, even like a 40 foot trailer, will be a doddle. And I found that the best advice. I went home and every day when my dad came home, I used to take the car and the trailer up to one of the local car parks and reverse straight, reverse right, reverse left. And when it came to reversing, even now that, that when we had the car on the trailer, it's so much easier. So practice, practice, practice. Or as Chris said, if there is a course available, take it and do it and then check to see if your license is the right license as well yeah there's probably lots of video on youtube giving tips uh, as well so it's not hard to be well versed with those too you know when we were at the nec did the girls just do didn't they do a, a driving course was that with trailers or just a motorhome that was with a motorhome a kind of a All larger right. type motorhome so it was just about reversing and knowing where your blind spots are and points so they felt found that really useful yeah. Right. Let us keep going. We have um, you put out a call. Actually, we've put this call out a few times about um, people listening to us on the Apple podcasts. And what have we got on that? Yeah, there's, uh, we've, we've got a, about 15 or 16 positive five star reviews now uh, on Apple podcasts. And it really does make the difference in terms of getting promoted by Apple. But some of the examples of uh, what went up there is um, Oscar Dizzy put up a, a post a while back saying, great work, well done in the podcast, enjoyable, informative, great way to promote sensible, fun motorhoming. Uh, Craig Breakley put up one as well, fun, motorhome fun podcast. Chris and Aaron do brilliant, informative podcast with interviews and informative campsite reviews. Uh, Giselle, really enjoying this podcast, got a lot of info. Pleasure to listen to, highly recommend it. So that's the kind of thing we're looking for. It'll help get us noticed. Look, um, we won't go on more about that. I think I've said it enough now, but I appreciate any help that you can, you can give us in that regard. We do. And if you can tell your friends about it as well, if you have friends. And initially, when we set up the podcast, we're motorhome based. And that's the way we started off. But now it's become camping based. We talk about caravans. We talk about tents and products and campsites when we're doing the reviews, even on Charlie and me, which was going to be motorhome based. We start letting you know if it's suitable for tents, big caravans, small caravans, big vans, small vans. So thank you for everybody to, to, for getting back to us and asking us questions and giving us information all about camping in Ireland, be it tent camping or if you have wheels. We really do appreciate it and thank you. 
And just one other um, note of uh, a note from last week. Then one, one last follow up in the last episode, uh, Peter Cody uh, gave us a suggestion about setting up a, a coffee page. Um, we just want to let you know we have that up and running now. And if you listen at the end of the podcast um, and you want to support us uh, in some way, um, just follow the, the instructions there for that coffee page. Yeah, and thanks, Peter, for bringing that to our attention. We really appreciate it. And speaking of, when we're thanking people, a big thanks to Charles Coughlin for sharing how he listens to the podcast. Tell us about that, Chris. It's fantastic. Yeah, he put up a message on a couple of different Facebook groups there. He said, anyone else listening to the Campy Crew podcast under Google Nest Mini? He said, it's worth getting it for that alone, although it only works off the mains. He said, got mine for nada, along with two TP-Link bulbs when NRG attempted to be back. Um, right after I switched to a different electricity supplier via bonkers.ie. Now, now all he has to say is, hey, Google, play the latest episode of the Camping Crew podcast. So if you're listening uh, uh, on, in, in any kind of unusual way, you might drop us an email or put a post on Facebook or a message on Twitter and just let us know how you listen to it, what app you use, what device you use. We'd love to know um, uh, where you listen to it and how you listen to it. Yeah, it was great to see that. And he put up a photograph of the device as well. And we got an email as well during the week. Quite a lot of correspondence this week. And we really do appreciate it. David Fox was on and he said, uh, hi again, Aaron and Chris. I came across a great resource for some tech stuff for Heimer motorhomes, although some of it may cross over into other camper vans. It's www.motor-rome.co.uk. You may be familiar with it already, which we actually weren't. It helped me out with some questions, for example, the dump valves, suspensions, boilers, etc., etc. It's worth a look and let me know what you think regards David. So we've both taken a look at it. You're absolutely smitten with it with this website, aren't you? Well, it's handy if you're kind of more on the technical side and you're into fixing things yourself. Um, there is a section on that page um, called technical and down there they have articles about um, suspension overhauls, um, fridge troubleshooting, the step warning buzzer, setting up motorized steps, you know, um, the cool air conditioning units, oil pressure mm-hmm. warning lights. So all of that with lots of information. So definitely. Um, more for the mechanically minded person, I would say, more technically minded uh, motorhome person. There's some great information there. So that's www.motor-rome.co.uk. It's just, by the looks of it, it's just a, a personal blog that somebody set up, but it, it's become a, a lot more than that now in terms of the depth of information that's there. Mm-hmm. And thanks, David, for bringing that to our attempt to our attention. Right, let's move on to camping hacks. And this is a departure. where you do a lot of research during the week to find us something to talk about. And what have you got for us this week? Well, I was just uh, came across a product that I saw an ad pop up for Screwfix.ie, and in that ad, they were um, advertising a product called Thermowrap. So I was just thinking, geez, that would be great for you know, getting extra insulation in your camper or caravan or tent. And what it is basically are the the insulated silver rolls. You know, the ones with that kind of bubble wrap membrane Mm -hmm. in them. It's like silver on both sides. So on the Screwfix site, you do a search for term wrap and you'll see it. But like if you were, I don't know, building your own camper or motorhome, this stuff would probably be great for putting an insulated lining in the walls and the floor, maybe the ceiling, which you could also use it when you're in your tent under an airbed or even under a camp bed, you know, the, the worst part of an air bed is they can be cold if mm-hmm. the if the ground is not insulated underneath it. But um, I've seen people cutting it out and using it as an extra layer of inf- 
insulation in their motorhome uh, windows. So you, know, you pull down the screen, well, they've got an extra layer in between it for winter camping. In a tent or in your motorhome, you could use it on our carpet. Um, you could put it in skylights, really just to, to fill up any cold spot in your motorhome. Um, it might also prove to be a, a, a good, as I said, for, for, for lining anything with, with a cold spot, be it in your tent or caravan or motorhome. So and it's, e it's easily cut, isn't it? Like it's a thin membrane, as you say, with the thickness of possibly two bubble wraps. Yeah, that's it. And it's just a roll, so you cut it up exactly to the size that, that you need, you know? Yeah, it comes in a 10 metre roll and it's a metre, a little over a metre in, in width. So, yeah. yeah, you could use it for, for lining, especially if you're doing a home build. Definitely before you go putting the panels because you are supposed to insulate. Well, you don't have to, but it's best if you do. And this is better than buying the blocks of insulation and having all them white beads of snow after you've cut it up. You can just cut this with the scissors, put it in, and I'm sure it'll give you a bit of sound dampening as well. And that's it. And uh, on the screw fix page, they mentioned that a lot of people would use it for loft insulation as well. So, you know, if you've got any left over, you can certainly use it at home as well. It, it certainly wouldn't be a waste, you know. So it's just screwfix.ie and just look up under Therma Wrap, T-H-E-R-M-A-W-R-A-P. Yeah. Now, if you remember a couple of weeks back, Ronan was on to us asking a few questions about traveling with motorbikes. And you put the call out of anybody's out there. Um, could give us information about carriers or ramps or anything at all, trailers. We got some uh, great help from the guys. Yeah, I put a shout out to the gang at motorhomecrack.com and as usual, um, they came to the rescue. So I'm, there's there's lots of, of comments there. there we, we set up a thread on motorhomecrack.com where we're asking for, um, for advice there. It's in the motorhome chat section. So I picked a... Uh, a section of the responses came back now they were quite long and detailed as well so i've edited them down a little bit but jamie at strand camping um passed the message he said so many factors to consider here and um he said a lot will depend on your listeners motorhome um has it got large garage could the garage take the weight of the motorbike um, others i've seen have attached their motorbike to the back of their to their to their motorhomes there are various bits of kit for chassis rear bumper tow bar etc mountings and all of that he said um whether you have an open or enclosed trailers so if you're carrying a, a, a want to bring a motorbike with you there's that's one possible option tommy s mentioned he said i can only talk about carrying scooters i have a rack that fitted onto a tow bar you take the ball off and bolt it on it's okay for lightweight stuff but wouldn't take a big bike NTG commented, he said, this is definitely not a one-cap-fits-all criteria. Mm. Scooter or small motorbikes will most likely fit either in the garage or on a bike rack on the jack. Larger motorbikes will most likely require a trailer, and for younger license holders, that may present a problem. Security of the motorbike is really down to where the vehicle is left parked while in public areas, and there should not be much of an issue while on airs or campsites. Um, Ali says, I carry an MSX125 on the back of a Compass Avantgarde 140 for a while. It was okay, easy enough to put on and off, and it was handy when I needed. I just never seemed to need it. It was on a motorbike rack attached to the tow bar. So I suppose, yeah, you want to make sure you're actually going to get the use out of it as well. Um, Baguette comment, he said, first, before adding additional weight to the rear of the motorhome, it's important to check the weight change effect on the rear axle and the front. Why the front? Because the added 
weight on the back axle takes from the front is kind of seesaw effect, which can adversely affect braking and especially traction grip going uphill in the wet. Um, he said there's much more info on the motorhome.crack forum. JGF mentioned we carried a 125 scooter on an easy lifter um, on a tow bar. It fits over the ball and onto a small bracket. The bike is clamped securely with a clamp over the seat. It's wired to an open closed arm loop and lo- also locked in there. He's very easily removed and fitted. So that's uh, some good advice there from JGF. And finally, Hilton, our last motorhome had a motorbike carrier on the back. The bloke who owned it before us got it made and it fitted up inside the tow bar and, and he was able to wheel the bike up a channel onto the back. So there's a couple of options for you, Ronan, on how best to, to travel and take a bike with you. Um, as I said, have a look at the motorhomecrack.com forum and there's lots of more detailed advice there, including links to videos uh, and all of that. But there certainly are options there. You just got to, I suppose based on the best option on the size of your bike and the type of motorhome that you have. Yeah, I think Jamie hit it on the head at the beginning by saying motorhome, bike size, because if it's a big bike, you can scratch all of the tow bar. You're looking at a trailer. If it's a trike, you're definitely looking at a trailer. I know in Ardmore, sometimes during the summer, there's a chap comes down there and he tows a trike on a small car transporter, similar to the one that I had for the smart car. So just do your research, Ronan, and let us know how you get on. I know you were talking about it for next year, and I think you were, by what I got from the email, you were talking like a small camper van as opposed to a motorhome, so you're going to be restricted with weights on what you can tow, and remember that it may lift the front, so as I said earlier, be careful because you're going to lose traction and braking and stuff like that. So hopefully that helped, and thanks to all the guys at motorhomecrack.com forum for helping us out with that query from Ronan. Right, it's coming to an end. This will end soon we've been it sounds like we've been saying this since christmas we will get camping soon here in ireland they're saying if all goes well and we all behave ourselves and follow the phase one two three and four july 20th campsites will be open in fact today i just booked three days at morris castle in wexford for july 27 28 and 29 their website is now open from today but they're going to 50 percent capacity and that seemed, I'm trying to get an interview with Camping Ireland, Chris, to have over the next few uh, podcasts to get a definite. But I don't think that the Irish campsites have definite rules and regulations. But anyway, the Caravan and Motorhome Club in the UK will commence opening their 200 plus sites under the following conditions. And I think if we stick to these conditions on campsites, we're onto a good thing. Vehicle pitches already spaced at least six metres apart, thus inherently enabling family groups to maintain current social distancing guidelines already. Rigorous cleaning of all communal areas will increase the number of times per day that they'll be cleaned. In particular, the significant touch points and limit the amount of people who can use the amenities at any one time. Contactless check-in and clear markings on the floor in our near communal areas to ensure all visitors to our campsites will can easily maintain distancing guidelines while enjoying their holiday. Communal areas, i.e. water, waste, refuge points, etc., will be subject to a queue system in line with the current social distancing guidelines of two metre distance. This will be marked on the floor. Club restaurants, bars, swimming pools, games rooms and social areas will remain closed until otherwise advised. However, mobile takeaway catering units will be available on some sites with social distancing rules in place while queuing. 
And finally, information provided to site visitors to remind them of social distancing whilst visiting local amenities. I think it's going to be common sense. Hopefully, as we say, July 20th, campsites and airs all over Ireland are going to be open again. I do know from talking to Morris Castle and from talking to a couple of other campsite owners, it will be at 40 to 50 percent capacity. And then there will be in the communal areas, areas, some restrictions for social distancing and sanitary and stuff like that. That's right. I see a post on Facebook last night there um, about Dixfield and Ardmore. I'm sure listeners are, are well familiar with that location. Um, and Dick has been marking out uh, a lot of his pitches with six metres between each camper. Um, it was previously four metres. So uh, that's great news to, to hear that, you know, one particular kind of, you know, you don't call it a campsite, one particular stopover mm-hmm. is already putting in kind of the safe distance practice as well. And uh, I'm sure we'll all be back to, to Dick and all the other campsites around the country soon. I think the hardest part is going to be the children. I mean, take our group, take the camping crew where we've got 10 children, trying to explain to them. Now, granted, we've only got one baby. They're, they're pretty much clued in, but trying to explain to children keep your distance from your buddies that you haven't seen all year that you can't wait to see when you get to your campsite it's not going to be easy but you've just got to explain to them guys we've got to keep our distance you can still play together just keep your distance you can still hang together just keep your distance i think the adults well hang on i think some of the adults <laughs> i think the adults probably the more responsible than the kids <laughs> yeah maybe the kids should say now mom dad we're here keep your distance but i think yeah i think with campsites and i think their biggest fear once they keep the cleansiness of the communal areas and once it's the children and i'm not knocking children because i I don't bring any camping but i think that's the hardest part for parents is trying to explain to them oh you can't be that close together i think by the time july comes around though aaron the kids will be more than used to it and they'll already have been relaxed you know they're already uh, allowed you know go out with their friends, play tennis or, or whatever, as long as they're doing that two metres. So by the time that comes around, it, hopefully it'll be second nature. It might be one or two kids. And you know what? I think adults are probably worse than the kids yes. will be. But, but um, you know, I think gentle reminders from the campsite owners and that um, will certainly um, work well. I think we all want to be back camping and whatever we can do to ensure that it stays that way, we'll certainly do it, you know. It's just common sense and please God phase one, two, three will get us to phase four and July 20th we will be out and about camping. Can we remind you again, we mentioned that Peter Cody had made a suggestion about the coffee page. Details of that and all of our contact details are coming up within seconds. All that remains to say for the end of this podcast, which is episode 60, thank you for listening to us. Tell your friends, Chris is going to tell you that now anyway, and stay (laughs) safe and we'll talk to you again this day next week, please God. That's it. And let us know if you want any stickers as well. We've sent a whole bunch of them out in the last couple of weeks. Uh, We have uh, lots more, so if you want them, let us know. So just for me, I'll just say goodbye and don't forget to tell your camping friends about us. Yeah, stay safe and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And that's it for another podcast. Thank you for listening. And do join us again very soon. If you would like to support our podcast even more than you already do, we have set up a coffee page. This is completely optional and only buy us a coffee if and when you can afford to. Log on to coffee.com forward slash the camping crew. That's ko hyphen fi.com forward slash the camping crew. 
To contact the camping crew, email campingcrewpodcast at gmail.com or tweet us at the camping crew. On YouTube, it's youtube.com forward slash Charlie and me are camping vlog and check out our sister website campsitereview.com.